we all know that is that time of year and that probably 98% of the listeners here on the podcast are experiencing, experiencing, which is back to school. My kiddos have been back to school. Uh, Bailey just finished her first whole week. She is in pre-K and Frankie Joe just finished her second week. She's in fourth grade. We are coming off of a year and a half of homeschooling. We homeschooled all through COVID, um, and which is so crazy. If you look at your kids now, and then you look at where they were a year and a half ago, like when the whole pandemic and quarantine started, they were like babies. They were so much younger than they are right now, which time has passed. I get it. But it's like, it's so crazy to think about this one thing. And then we're going to dive into the meat of today's episode, which I'm so excited about you guys. I'm really just going to give like this supplement to what we talked about on the show on Tuesday. And I want to actually dive into my before and my after school routines and what you can do to build your own that are super successful. But the crazy thing is, is, and I want you to hear this right now. If you think about how quickly you blinked and all of that time went by, what have you been able to accomplish? Maybe surviving was all you wanted to do. That's fantastic. We survived. We're here. You're still listening to the show. But also when you think about it, I have completely grown my business through this entire thing. Like, I literally started my podcast um, in November before the pandemic and then February came and that was when it all, (laughs) that's when it all happened. And when you're in the thick of something hard, it seems like an eternity. It seems like it's never going to end. But this gives all of us a really, really good look at what actually happens when you're on the other side of it. And there is so much to be said for having systems in place when things are hard. And I know that it's the last thing that you want to do is think about how in the world am I going to do something like take on a new program, learn a new way, change my routines, create new habits. How am I possibly going to do that when I'm in the hardest and the thickest and the most challenging season that I've ever been in. And a lot of us thought that that, and it probably was one of the hardest seasons that we've ever been in, trying to figure out how to homeschool kids or keep them safe and keep our families safe. And just like all the things that we went through, let alone the, you know, being inundated by media and just all of the things that were so hard to navigate. But I can tell you this, I have over a hundred women that in that time frame decided that the academy was right for them. They decided that it was time for themselves to use the tool and the resource that they knew was going to get them the outcome that they wanted. And even though it was hard, they made changes and they have had success. So every single time you come to this podcast, every single time you interact with us in the Facebook group and you get that feeling that you want to do the next thing, that is calling you, that you hear, that you feel in your heart, and you know it's for you, don't wait. Don't wait for a different season. Don't wait for it to be easier. 
I get that a lot of you have to wait for a budget to open up to be able to afford the academy. And I'm also here for that. But do whatever you can to make that work. Do whatever you can. Sit down and actually look at your budget. What do you need to do to make sure that you can get the results that you know you're worthy of and that I know you're capable of? Okay, now, what are we going to talk about today on the show? We are diving into the literal before and after school routines. I have perfected these over time and I'm so excited to know that everything that I perfected through Frankie going from Montessori pre-K all the way through Montessori second grade, right? We did the same thing before and after school every single year, worked beautifully for us, then homeschooled and put her back into school and it's still holding true. It's holding true with extracurricular activities. It's holding true with my little one. I'm so excited to dive into this. Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Alrighty. If you didn't listen to the episode before this, um, I highly encourage it. This, uh, the episode just before this one, episode 137, is talking all about how to shift and adjust into a new season and how to create routines for that season that actually stick and, and that are effective, right? Um, there's nothing worse than trying to do all of this work and then it actually doesn't end up working, right? Like trying to establish routines or systems or whatever. And I get a lot of you guys that come into this community and you're like, oh, I've tried time blocking before. Oh, I've tried tons of systems and I'm a systems addict and I'm a systems junkie, but I can't follow through with them, whatever. Well, there's, there's some truth to that, right? For sure. Um, there, there definitely needs to be follow through, but there's some other tricks inside of what I teach and, and some real logic and just experience from, you know, being a systemized person and just being the way that I am (laughs) and how I've gone about this for so many years and just testing this over and over and over and over again. You know, oddly enough, I just shared on my Facebook page recently, I had a, or maybe it was my Instagram stories. I had a Facebook memory come up that was from like seven years ago. So Frankie was two at the time. And it was this like blog post that I shared um, of how to make your own like planner, like printables for like a planner, you know. And now when I sit here and I look back at it, I'm like, I have been working at this for so many years. And so I, I think it's super important that you dive into episodes like that and you really start to wrap your brain around the actual approach because sometimes it's not just 
the system. I'm sure there's a lot of good systems out there, but it's the way that it's taught. It's the way that you continue to implement. What else are you doing around that system to be able to support the implementation of that system? Because sometimes a tree might have all the potential in the world to grow and to bear good fruit, right? But if it's planted in bad soil or if it's just planted very shallowly, shallowly or if it's not watered or it doesn't have the right nutrients, right? It's not actually going to produce the fruit that you want. And that's the same thing with systems. And that is why I feel very strongly that you go back and you listen to the episode before this one before you just dive into this one. This is just kind of supplemental, really short and sweet to the point. I'm just going to talk about my exact before school routine and um, after school routine. So here's the deal. I do have timestamps on these things. um, And I think it's important when you're establishing a new routine that you do have kind of a general idea of when you want it to start and finish. And if it's lengthy or you have key indicators in the middle of that routine that you know have to happen in order for you to move to the next one and you need a good chunk of time there at the end, then it's probably good to have one timestamp in the middle, right? So, you know, depending on how long your morning before school routine is and after school routine is, and this will hold true even if you're homeschooling, right? So right now, Although it it will look different, right? But that's what episode 137 is for, is to teach you how to actually build your own routine. This is me just taking you through mine. And truly, my before school routine was identical when I was homeschooling and now when my kids are back in school. It's exactly the same, and I did that on purpose. And I think that that's going to be vital for all of you that are in either of those seasons. So when we look at what my biggest struggle was with getting kids to school on time or even starting homeschool on time, um, it was simply just being on time, right? Like being on time sometimes is really hard for a lot of us. Um, Blaine is just so good at being on time, meaning 15 minutes early. But I think whenever, <laughs> funny story about that, I think whenever you have little kiddos, being like super early to stuff is actually a terrible idea. (laughs) And I'll give you one really good example. When Blaine and I, uh, we'd been married for a little while. I think it was Frozen 2 had just come out. So not that long ago, maybe two years ago. He wanted to take the girls to the movies. Bailey was two. And... I was like, we've got to get there right. Like, I'm talking like the movie is starting and we're walking in. Like, that's when we need to get there because we are working against a ticking time bomb over here and I can only pack so many snacks and so many like lap books to get us through so that we can all stay in the movie. And he was like, no, 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 no. I was like, okay, fine. So I knew I had enough snacks. I knew that I had what I had. Well, no, we got there 15 minutes early and we blew through all the popcorn and all the snacks before the movie started. And guess who ended up walking Bailey around outside throughout the last half of the movie? Not me. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Plain did. Uh, 
while I sat and blubbered throughout the whole last half of Frozen 2. Like, literally (laughs) blubbered like a baby. I'm not even joking, you guys. The first time I watched that movie, it literally made me cry like a baby. Like, I was ugly crying. (laughs) Frankie's like, Mom, are you okay? Like, yes, I'm fine. This is just my life story. (laughs) I am Elsa. It's so funny. It is so funny, you guys. Okay. Anyway, the point is, is that I always struggle with that getting places like right on time, not in the nick of time, but on time, right? To where we pull up to the place, we park, I have enough time to like wipe sticky hands off and, you know, pull my wet wipes out of the back. I keep wet wipes in the backs of the seats so that... (laughs) Whatever snacks they're eating, we can clean up. I can wipe down the car, what have you. Get everybody out. Make sure we have all the things. And walk comfortably to where we need to go. And then we have maybe a a cute little minute conversation. And then it's time for things to start, right? Like, so that things are chill. But we're not waiting indefinitely for a really long time when we get there. Because I have little kids. And they're getting older and it's getting easier. And so that can adjust. But that's just always been the issue is getting places on time. And when you have multiple children, lots of them, it's like something, and I only have two, but I can imagine that this just gets harder with the more of them. Something's always getting left behind. Somebody's always getting left behind. There's just so many things to get in the car and so many people to get in the car. So I feel like we're always kind of on this crazy balance. And that is just like the hardest thing with school. And I talk about that a lot in the workshop that I teach, which if you haven't watched the workshop yet, there's so many of you that have registered for this thing. Go back and watch it. The replay link is in your email. Go back and watch it. And if you haven't registered for it yet, go to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop. And you will hear me talk really in depth about this typical mom's life every single morning and what you can do to fix it. But right now, what we're going to be focusing on is just the conversation around what I'm doing in my before school routine to make sure that we actually do get to school on time and everyone's happy. I can give hugs. I can actually get out of the car with my kids and walk them up to the front and and be there for them and send them off and, and really pour into them in that way. That has required a lot of trial and error, but I think you all know that this obviously has to have a timestamp around it and you have to work backwards through this. So you have to back yourself into the time that you need to be done with your morning routine, not what time you need to be waking up. That's a podcast episode in and of itself, right, is how we handle our morning routines. But the time that your morning routine ends all is determined by what time you need to leave the house in order to get to school on time or in order to start homeschooling on time. So um, I obviously have my own timestamps that are going to look completely different from your guys's. But so what I've determined is that there's three major indicators in my morning routine. My girls needs to, and I feel very, very strongly about my girls making their bed every single morning, every single morning, right? And so that typically means that I need to meet them upstairs. If they come downstairs without that having been done, it's like not going to happen. And so I make sure that I know based on the time that we need to leave, I've backed into that 
Everybody needs to be up at 645. I need to be ready for my day. So if I've chosen to work um, in the morning because I really needed to through my morning routine or if I went to the gym or if I stayed home and I just did a Bible study, like whatever this looks like, I know that I need to be ready for my day at 645 and that's final. Okay. And then I go straight upstairs and Bailey's um, clock turns green at 645. Frankie's alarm goes off if she if she chose to set it. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. And I'm opening windows. I'm opening, I'm putting sunshine in the house. I'm I'm literally doing the exact same thing every single morning. I'm turning off sound machines. I'm scratching backs. I'm pulling down covers. Good morning, good morning, right? I'm greeting my children in the morning with sheer joy and happiness. And I remember my mom doing that with me most of the time, right? But this was such a great way for me to wake up. I never really had to wake up with an alarm. And it's it's just a, a calming and exciting way to pour into your children to be there. The girls' outfits are laid out from the night before. That's super important that your kids know what they're going to be wearing the night before, especially if you have kids that are really picky with their clothes. Let them work with you to pick out their clothes Notice I did not say they should be picking out their own outfits. Even when your kiddos are older, especially if you have dress code, if you guys have uh, uniforms, then obviously that takes care of that, right? But really just be there for your children when they first wake up, right? And, And kind of buffer that in. So truly, I looked at this and I was like, okay, give me a good 10 to 15 minutes before I have to be in the kitchen and start doing things like breakfast, et cetera to be able to be with my kids. So that's what I did. And that's what I do every single morning. Um, and I help with Bailey's hair. Obviously I help with getting her teeth brushed. I help with getting her dressed, but I'll, I'll give her like, Hey, can you put your, can you put your pants and your socks on and I'll go help Frankie with something and I'll come back and I'll help her with her shirt. So I'm slowly but surely training my little one. And I've, I've done, I did this with both my kids and I've been doing it for a very long time with Bailey. She knows how to get her own teeth brushed now. Obviously, I go in there and I help her because I want it to be like actual good hygiene, you know, and she misses some spots. She's still working on that coordination and she can make her bed. But I go in there with her and I help show her what a tidy bed looks like. She doesn't know how to straighten out the wrinkles and how to straighten up pillows, but she's pretty close to it. She's doing really, really well. And so that's a really good opportunity for you to pour into your kids in the morning. And when you do that, it absolutely changes how attentive they are, how good of listeners, how much they are engaged in the process of doing the next thing that they're supposed to do. And that is vital when you have a small window in the morning with your kiddos. So I will kind of leave them to their own devices with a few things to do. Okay, finish this one last thing. And then I head downstairs and I get breakfast going. A lot of times in the mornings, I have Blaine start on the scrambled eggs because uh, we have eggs a lot of mornings or I'll have him do one quick thing for breakfast before he leaves for work for me. And then that way I just have to kind of plate things and put it on the table. And that's really the the meat and the potatoes of what I have to do. Breakfast Everybody has to be breakfast ready by 7.20 a.m. And so I've gotten breakfast on the table at that time. Now, here's two big things. When do you pack lunches? 
is such a big question. Are you a night before or are you the morning of? I really don't like packing lunches the night before for a lot of reasons, but I love it for one reason. It makes the morning so smooth. When lunches are already packed, it makes it so smooth. But sometimes I do hot lunches for my kids, which if you don't already do hot lunches, it's a game changer. You can get a little thermos, like a good high quality thermos. The Ozark brand at Walmart is amazing. Um, it's so, so good. Or you can go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get that other brand that costs literally an arm and a leg, $1 million, Hydro Flask, I think it is, um, and get the exact same results. <laughs> um, the Thermos brand is not good. Uh, I've tried some from Amazon. They're not that great. I really do love the Ozark brand from Walmart. And Target has some really cute options, which I love, but they don't keep food all that hot. And there's some other tricks of the trade. Like I put super hot water in the thermos and heat it up really hot. And then I pour it out and then I put my hot microwaved food in there. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, I, I sometimes like to do hot lunches and I don't like my kids food to be like mushy or soggy. Right. And we do like snacks in there too. Like like chips or whatnot. And when you refrigerate chips, they just are stale. And so I really love to pack my lunches in the morning. If that is the case, my girls love to help pack lunches together. And I love doing that with them. Then they know that they cannot dilly dally at all. That time frame from 645 to like seven is enough for them to get their morning routine done on their own. And if they want to help pack lunches, they have to be downstairs before it's time for breakfast. And I have them packing lunches while I'm making breakfast. And that's just where that goes. If, if they don't want to help, I cook breakfast through that 20 minutes. I get breakfast on the table. And if for some odd reason I'm running behind, I haven't packed lunches. I will typically pack lunches while they're eating breakfast and I will eat breakfast while I'm packing their lunches. Now, that is not what I'm encouraging you to do, but I am encouraging you to eat. And that is my plan B, right? That's my backup plan for mornings when I'm in a rush and I still want to make things happen. And a lot of the time, honestly, you guys, this looks like a smoothie for me. So sometimes the smoothie comes with me in my car. I'm blending it while I'm getting the kids out the door. Like that is the reality of my life some mornings and it's probably the reality for yours too. But what I really want you to know is that I've found a way to make sure that I'm prioritizing my own health. I'm not always at the breakfast table with my kids. Most of the time I am, but it's not always. There's probably one or two days a week where I'm not at the table with them while I'm picking up. Maybe I want to tidy the kitchen because I'm going to be leaving and not working from home. And even when I am working from home, I still try and get that done. Um, or I know Blaine's going to come home and I want that to be, I want the kitchen to be done for him. And I don't want to have to worry about doing it throughout my work block, right? So these are little things that I'm trying to remember. If I've done the lunches and I've done the breakfast I don't ever want to leave all that stuff out. I am such a stickler about putting things back better than the way that you found it by the time that you're done. And so I build that in. And sometimes I choose to do that 
while my kids are sitting at the table eating breakfast instead of sitting down to eat with them. And it just depends. You know, if I've really poured into them that morning upstairs in their morning routine, then I feel okay with that. But if they've done a lot on their own and maybe Blaine went upstairs and helped them with their morning routine because he wasn't on shift and he was home, then I'll sit with them at the kitchen table. I make sure that I have good connection with them every morning. And I just feel that out. That's what I mean whenever I say, these are not regimented schedules. I'm able to ebb and flow with what's happening in my morning. I've collected enough data on what I need to do with my kids in order to get us through a super successful before school routine to know exactly how to make decisions on the fly. That is how I'm navigating and running my ship and you can do the same thing. After breakfast is done, my kids clear their own plate They scrape their own food if there's any food left. They rinse their dishes and they put them in the dishwasher. Bailey is four and she puts her dish in the sink if it needs to be rinsed. If not, it goes straight in the dishwasher and she does that on her own. My nine-year-old does all of that. And if there's dishes being washed or if the dishwasher is clean and not yet unloaded, she washes it herself and she puts it on the dry rack. Your kids should be able to do this. Then they go straight to put on their shoes. They grab their backpacks. They put their lunch boxes in there and they go to the car. That is what we do every single morning. Now, what needs to happen in order for that to be successful the night before? Well, like we said, maybe lunches need to be packed, but also water bottles can be and should be filled. That is a really easy thing that you can do. And your backpacks need to be packed. The night before, which we're going to talk about right now in the after school routine when I do this, I do this in the after school routine. It's my job and what I do because my kids are still pretty little is make sure that everything that needs to be in their backpack is in their backpack. And we're slowly training Frankie to be able to do that on her own. She's nine. She can do it on her own, but sometimes she gets scatterbrained and she forgets. And so I double check it. Okay. That is the before school routine. Let's dive into the after school routine very quickly. As soon as I get my girls from school, they come home to a snack. Um, every single time the snack is on the table and they know that they have to go straight to the table. That is where they go. They do not stop anywhere else. Well, we wash hands, actually. They go straight to the bathroom, they wash hands, and then they go straight to the table. They do not pass go. They do not collect $500. They do not do anything. But they go straight to the kitchen table upon washing their hands. That is very easy to do when you have put a snack there. (laughs) It's very enticing for hungry children that are used to being home eating 742 snacks a day plus five meals. They're hungry when they get home and they are ready to eat and they sit down and we pull homework out of backpacks. Bailey May is in preschool and I put a piece of paper there with crayons to get her in the habit of knowing that this is the routine. This is what we do. I practice letters with her. We are doing some kind of a little bit of schoolwork for maybe just two minutes and then she gets to color, right? That two minutes will turn into 10, will turn into 15. Frankie's in ninth grade. Montessori's very, very, very light on the homework. They actually really don't even do homework, but uh, she's uh, she's in a Montessori wing of a public uh, typical school, just like a standard mainstream school, and they require homework. And so she has like this little packet. So we sit down and we set a timer for 15 minutes and she works through 15 minutes of this packet. And after that, they go to free play. They go to free play the whole rest of the time until dinner 
until the dinner bell, basically, right? Like, like how it used to be, like they go play and whatever they want. And sometimes I, which is typically gives me about an hour before I have to start cooking dinner. And so in that time, it's, it's time for me to do whatever I want. I can play with the kids if I want to play with the kids. If I wasn't able to get all my work done, I'll have an hour block of work there. Or sometimes, honestly, I'll plug in a to-do for the home. I'll plug in a cleaning zone for the home there. And um, I'll make sure that the, the girls' backpacks are packed, that things are situated for the next day. I wash the lunch boxes. I get everything situated right then and right there. And then at 4.30, me or Blaine starts dinner. Most of the time it's me, but sometimes it's Blaine. And that is absolutely vital. If the girls want to help cook dinner, they have to come in and help cook dinner. But at um, 5.20, which is such a random number, <laughs> well, actually like 5.15, we, we sit down for dinner and I give our family a decent amount of time to be there for dinner. I call the girls to come help set the table. They all have jobs and responsibilities to get the table set. And sometimes we sit in front of the TV every once in a while. And they ask if they can have a picnic and we put blankets out and they have little TV trays. They sit on the floor and they have to do all of that. They still have to get their utensils, their napkins. They put the picnic blanket out um, and we, we pick a show that we want to watch together. That's pretty short. And then I, the time that we focus really, really hard on making sure that everybody after we've eaten comes into the kitchen and helps clean up and we get kitchen all of the kitchen cleaned up before the girls get into the bath and they go to bath street after that. So this is where one routine bumps into another. That was an after school routine that had some free play in between that went right into dinner and then it starts our nighttime routine. The nighttime routine for the girls has been the same since word go, literally since word go. And this is so invaluable. If there's anything that you take away from today's episode, let it be the before bed routine, right? The nighttime routine for your kiddos. It should start earlier than you think, and it should leave enough time for you to not be militant, for you to not rush them, for you to be able to connect with them. It should be relaxed. There should be a, a solid hour like a solid hour for you to pour into your kids where showers start or bath time starts. And sometimes my girls like to be in there for like a half an hour. And I have to really like watch that on a school night, you know. And once they get done with, with bathing or what have you, then we all go upstairs together. The girls put their pajamas on, they brush teeth, and we come together as a family. We read stories we talk about our day. We, <laughs> Blaine likes to wrestle. The girls like to wrestle. And I'm always like the mean cop in the corner, like, it's bad time. Stop getting everybody riled up, you know? Okay, time to calm down. Like, we turn the lights down. We turn the sound machines on. We say prayers. We just hug. We spend time with each other in a really slow and comfortable pace. And then the girls get straight to bed. We tuck them in and they have their own nighttime things that they love to do. We, at that time, we typically send Frankie Joe into her bedroom to do the piddly things that she loves to do. And Blaine and I spend some one-on-one time with Bailey. 
Once we turn out her lights, she puts herself to sleep. We give her books. She's got a fun little flashlight. And then we go and we spend time with Frankie. And a lot of times that looks like Bailey. She's lights out by 6.30. Some, that's our ideal, but sometimes it's 7. And Frankie doesn't have lights out until 8 or 8.15. The goal is for her to be asleep by 8.30. And that whole time is for us just to spend with Frankie, which for our family is so important because <clears throat> we only have her half the time. And we're super strict about this. And even even if you have your kids full-time, right? We have shared parenting time with her biological dad. And so we only have her half the time. We used to have her a little bit more than that. Um, and he's just had some more flexibility with his job. And so it's even more important for us now, right? Going from having her 60% of the time to 50% of the time. And, and just navigating that life is so important. So sometimes we'll come down and we'll watch a fun show together Sometimes we do puzzles or board games or card games or we journal. Blaine has a, a dad um, and daughter journal that he does with her. We have a sticker book that we do. Sometimes her and I color. Sometimes I just lay there and talk with her. And I'll brush her hair or she'll brush mine. And you just need to find things that your kids like and connect with them. Start just asking them questions and talking to them. I don't care how old they are. If they're really old and make sure their phones are away, you know, like Make sure your phone is away. Do not bring your phones into these precious, really sacred spaces with your family and with your children. Just don't bring your phone. Don't like li literally leave it in the phone basket. Put it in a different room. It doesn't need to be in your pants, little yoga pocket. Like don't have it. It should not be around. And I'm, I'm really keen on when I'm distracted and your kids are super, super receptive to that too, they know when you're there for them and when you're not. So that is the gist of, of what we do in order to make before school and after school successful. And I actually just blew through the entire, like from after school all the way to bedtime with you. <laughs> and I'll just tell you, like, I have zero notes for that. It is like the back of my hand. I could tell you the timestamps. It's all like memorized at this point. I know what time we need to start so that everyone's in bed, like on time, not an hour late, because one thing always leads to another, right? Like 10, 15 minutes late. Sure. Not a big deal. That's the point of it, right? To be flexible and, and, and to be able to be light and, and just have a gentle spirit throughout the process. It's not as regimented as it looks on paper, but they are like, they're, they're guideposts for us. And it's been joyful. It's been joyful in my family for all of us to navigate school, whether that was homeschool or not. And when we were homeschooling, just for those of you that are here listening to this, our day typically ended at lunchtime. And then I started my work block and my kids did free play or they would do an activity with other people. They would go to someone else's house, what have you. And so that time from like 12 to 4 was my work block most of the time. And that was just a simple swap and it's just been a simple shift for us. I just kind of moved things around. Extracurricular activities, they fit in when they fit in. Um, right now, Frankie Joe's are happening from like 4.30 to 5.30. Obviously, we have drive time. So from about 4 to 6 o'clock which means that if Blaine is home, everything just stays on schedule. If he's not home, I have a quick dinner that we put together. We eat and then we do quick baths. There's no playing. Frankie does quick shower and we get upstairs 
and all of the extra play is gone. We'll sing songs, we might read one or two books, and I just tighten everything up a bit in order to fit extracurriculars in. But the flow, the actual routine stays the same. It just happens at different times, right? But it's still the exact same framework. (laughs) The exact same framework. I teach this framework inside of the academy, which I know so many of you guys are sitting on the fence with the academy right now. There's no better time to start than right now. Literally, there's no better time to start than right now. If you need to be convinced on that matter, please pop a question inside of the Facebook group and say I'm considering the academy. And you can get all of your questions answered, not only by me, and I promise you, I'm just here to pour in to help you make the best decision for you. That's all my goal is. But sometimes I know that that best decision for you actually is making a decision that's really scary and really hard. And so I'll give you the straightforward answers that you're looking for. You can also, moms inside of the academy are like, Chelsea, if there are people wanting and contemplating on being in the academy, please tag me. I want them to know that they need to be in here. I will private message them. We can chat offline, like no pressure, but I want them to know that I felt the same way as them and it was totally worth it. So if you're in a place and you want to connect with people that are inside of the academy, we are so here for it. We are so here for it. I want to build a culture and a community that is open, that is encouraging. So please drop your questions in. And again, if you have not watched that workshop, it's going to help you with everything that we talked about today. It's chelseajoe.co backslash workshop plus It is going to deep dive into every nook and cranny of what is offered inside of the academy, really give you a full understanding on whether or not it is the next best step for you. All right. As always, so fun hanging out with you from behind my mic. I'm going to wrap this up and I am going to go straight into my before school routine right now. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here. I'll catch you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey. Before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.